You are listening to the 20 Minute Fitness Podcast, episode 18. Today, we're talking about mental toughness and how athletes use their mental strength to perform better. So let's get started. Hey everybody, Leslie here. Welcome to the 20 Minute Fitness Podcast. If this is your first time listening, thanks for stopping by. The 20 Minute Fitness Podcast is produced every Tuesday for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.20minute.fitness. All links are in the show notes. Also, feel free to email us with topic suggestions. Write your idea to podcast at 20minute.fitness. Now, let's get this show on the road. As always, the 20 Minute Fitness Podcast is powered by ShapeScale. ShapeScale is a 3D body scanner, scale, and fitness tracker. You step on it, and it digitizes your body composition in photorealistic 3D. Now available for pre-order on shapescale.com. Hello everyone, it's Leslie. So these past few weeks, I've been a bit sick, but what made being sick a little bit more tolerable was watching the Olympics. I've always been a huge fan of the Olympics, and being both an American and Canadian citizen, I feel like I have double the athletes to cheer for. What always strikes me about the Olympics, whether they are summer or winter, is the mental toughness it takes to get to that point, to get to that pinnacle of sport and athleticism. So this week, we'll be looking into methods Olympic and professional athletes use in order to build and maintain that mental toughness mindset. So let's dig right in. To begin with, let's set our sights on playing to win. A tip that researchers from the Institute of Sport found was that a simple shift in the way you think about your performance makes a big difference in the outcome. If you walk into a situation saying, I hope I don't lose, you'll actually perform worse than if you think, I'm here to win. A better way to approach the situation is to take a deep breath and say, I'm going to do well. That slight change in your mindset process will increase your chances of success. Secondly, let's accept the grind, maybe even be happy about it. Studies of college-age swimmers and professional rugby players have shown that more than physical exhaustion or even defeat, The biggest factor in predicting burnout was the athlete's own devaluation of the sport, caring about it less or attributing negative qualities to it. Successful athletes were repeatedly described as being intrinsically motivated and loving their practice, not just their competitions. One big topic when it comes to an athletic mindset is stress. How do you deal with stress when it feels like the stakes are high? In 1993, researchers interviewed 17 national champion figure skaters and identified 158 unique coping strategies they used. The most common, used by 76% of the skaters, was rational thinking and self-talk, which the study authors describe as logically examining all of the potential stressors, determining what could be controlled, and talking oneself through the problem rationally. The skaters would say that they tried to gather all the valid points, sort through everything, take what you think is a good comment, disregard what you think is a not good comment. One tried to displace the weight of the competition by convincing herself that it was just for fun. The skater told researchers, listen, if I want to skate, I have to skate. I have to do it for myself. Essentially, she was talking herself through the stress. Another method of beating stress-induced nerves is to break up the task. One Navy SEAL trainer realized that SEALs who are most likely to have trouble with a task are the ones that are intimidated by it before they even try. 
so he began telling the recruits that were training for a 50-meter swim to focus on executing each stroke individually instead of finishing the entire swim. This recalibrates the brain to pay attention to the body's moment-by-moment change, said Martin Paulus, a psychiatry professor at the University of California, San Diego, who studies both military members and elite athletes as part of the university's Opti Brain Center. Dr. Paulus says that the SEALs were then able to do much better than if they were beforehand saying, oh my god, I have to dive 50 meters? If a particularly arduous training session were to seem overwhelming to an athlete, the brain's motivation centers might falter and the person would feel like they just couldn't go on. But new research from the Opti Brain Center suggests that a grape-sized section of the brain called the insular cortex is especially fine-tuned in top athletes, helping them anticipate upcoming pressures and adapt to them quickly. To quote Sandra Upson, who wrote an article about the insula structure in the Scientific American, said that the insula can generate strikingly accurate predictions of how the body will feel in the next moment. That model of the body's future condition instructs other brain areas to initiate actions that are more tailored to coming demands than those of couch potatoes. In clinical studies, people with greater insular activity were also able to guess their heart rates more accurately and had faster reaction times. Paulus doesn't know whether people are gold medalists because they have stronger insular cortices or vice versa, but he did say that the insula, like the athlete, gets better with practice. So how can we take what these Olympic athletes are doing and apply it to our non-Olympic lives? Well, we can first of all come in with an attitude of setting our sights high. Don't underestimate your performance. It could end up hindering what you're actually capable of. A second tip to performing better is to work on your attitude consistently, not just when you have a big presentation or when you're in the gates of your next race. Learn to enjoy your training and the journey to get there. You'll be much better prepared for the final goal. Thirdly, learn how to refine your stress through a coping strategy. Weed out what is helpful information, leave negative comments with the people who said them. Understand the best way you can talk through your stress and build on it. Lastly, break down your task. Have your brain metabolize your movements moment to moment, making the final goal seem much more achievable than trying to tackle it all in one go. This week's episode of 20 Minute Fitness is sponsored by Health IQ, an insurance company that helps health conscious people like runners, cyclists, weightlifters, and vegetarians get lower rates on their life insurance. The Health IQ Advantage is their unique mortality model on the health conscious, and they have lower rates for people who are leading a health conscious life, kind of like a good driver savings on auto insurance. They have unique underwriting that replaces BMI with weight to hip ratio takes into consideration cholesterol calculations, and more. In fact, 70% of their executive rate clients get approved at the top rate class. Health IQ is the fastest-growing life insurance company with over $5 billion in coverage. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com slash 20fit, or mention the promo code 20fit when you talk to a Health IQ agent. Life insurance companies calculate your policy rates based on your nearest age not your actual age, and rates increase as you get older. Lock in the best possible rate by getting a free quote today. 
So one of the biggest ways to up your mental toughness is to practice mindfulness. Studies show mindfulness changes the way your brain responds to stress. That's why the military has started teaching mindfulness to soldiers prior to deployment. Gaining better control of their minds helps soldiers respond to difficult situations with less anxiety. Athletes ranging from Kobe Bryant to Derek Jeter incorporated meditation into their training routines. Phil Jackson, former coach of the Chicago Bulls and the Los Angeles Lakers, says teaching his players mindfulness helped him earn 11 NBA titles as a coach. From the Winter Olympics to the NBA, more and more professional athletes have turned to the benefits of meditation to help their performance. The practice can help improve the athlete's mental game by reducing stress, increasing focus and attention span, while boosting emotional well-being. Visualization is a huge part of mindfulness. In an interview with Mind Body Green, Olympic gold medalist Lindsey Vaughn said, By the time I get to the start gate, I've run that race a hundred times already in my head, picturing how I'll take the turn. It has had a profound effect on the way our body behaves. Studies consistently show that no matter your skill level, visualizing yourself going through the motions will help you do better. Whether you're about to ask for a raise or you're giving an important presentation, imagine yourself going through the motions. Thinking about each step of the way can help you perform at your peak. According to Dr. Kristen Kim, who completed her doctoral degree in clinical psychology with a focus in health psychology, says that there are two ways in which athletes can use visualization. One perspective is internal which is when an athlete visualizes being inside their body. An example would be if you imagined your arms pumping as you sprinted toward a finish line for the win. The external approach is visualizing yourself as an external observer where you can see yourself make the perfect move in a race or game from a third-person viewpoint. Through practice, athletes learn which approach is more effective for them personally. Implementing a meditation and visualization program can provide athletes with a way to train when being physical isn't an option, like while traveling or during recovery periods. It can also help athletes through injuries by shifting attention away from the injury and onto mental rehearsal of visualization scripts to aid in recovery and re-entry. It's recommended that athletes practice meditation and visualization skills on a daily basis by setting aside 10 to 15 minutes each day, either in the morning before training or at the end of the day while stretching, recovering, or preparing for bed. In the visualization itself, athletes focus on positive images because negative images can create anxiety and tension that could hinder their performances. Positive images help to relax the mind and body, which can lead to an enhanced performance. So how exactly does visualization work? First, our central nervous system, to some degree, does not distinguish between real and imagined events. It processes all images as if they are real. Here's a quick test. Relax and close your eyes. Now imagine you're holding a bright yellow lemon wedge in the palm of your hand. In your mind, imagine biting into the lemon. It's normal to feel a physical response as if you actually bit into the lemon. This is a simple yet effective way to show how visualization can create a physical response by simply using your senses. Olympic volleyball player Carrie Walsh and her partner April Ross both practice mindfulness to prepare for the Summer Olympics in Rio. 
Her trainer, Marcio Schioli, says that mindfulness is all part of the plan. We do a lot of training where we put the players in situations that train the mindset, he explains. It's how you behave through a problem, through training, through stress. In fact, the pair says training the mind is the hardest part of preparing. Walsh insists that she and Ross are a different team since picking up this meditation habit. In the most competitive moments where you can tighten up and kind of separate from your partner, we just paused and breathed. And now there's a patience to us even when we're playing great. Another Olympian, Laura Trott, who became the most decorated British female Olympian of all time, spoke out about how breathing in the right way helped to calm her nerves ahead of competition. She told Cosmopolitan magazine that being mindful had proved hugely helpful to her on the track. It sounds stupid, she was quoted saying, but by thinking about your breathing, it stops you thinking from anything else. If you push your belly out when you take a breath in, like doing the opposite of what you think you should do, it really helps. Visualization has been a long part of elite sports. Al Orator, a four-time Olympic discus champion, and the tennis star Billie Jean King were among those using it back in the 1960s. The more an athlete can imagine the entire package, the better it's going to be, said Nicole Delting, a sports psychologist with the United States Olympic team. In a New York Times article, esteemed psychologist and meditation expert Tara Brock explained the purposes and benefits of mindfulness meditation. She says, the purpose of mindfulness meditation is to become mindful throughout all parts of our life so that when we are awake, present, and open-hearted in everything we do. Mindfulness meditation is particularly helpful for athletes and those training in fitness because it allows one to work through emotions and thoughts. The practice relies on focusing on the present moment and connecting the mind in that moment and the thoughts that are present themselves. In practicing mindful meditation, all attention should be on inhalation and exhalation. When the mind wanders, the new thought should be acknowledged and given a moment of pause before returning attention to the breath. All of that said, it is clear that there is something to the act of practicing mindfulness and its benefits to any type of performance. Mindfulness itself is fairly easy to take up in your free time. Essentially, all you need is clothes that you're comfortable sitting in and a relatively quiet space. If you are unsure where to start or the idea of sitting in silence for 10 minutes is a little too much, consider trying a mindfulness app. Apps like Headspace have become increasingly popular in the past couple of years. Their sessions are a great way to lead a beginner into practicing meditation. With audio coaching and tips along the way, it makes it feel less daunting and a little bit more attainable. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of 20 Minute Fitness. All of the studies that were mentioned in this podcast will be available in our show notes at www.20minute.fitness. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at shape underscore scale to share your ideas on what we should cover next. And find us on Instagram at shapescale. Enjoying the podcast? We would love it if you left us a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. You can even screenshot your review and send it to our email podcast at 20minute.fitness to receive a mystery prize. 
Thanks again for listening and hope to meet you back here next week to listen to the latest in fitness and nutrition. Bye!